0: Okay, welcome in to the Degress Podcast, episode 12, the Tom Brady edition. Uh, I could also go Anthony Wright because he is our guest today. We're recording this on Monday, March 7th, 2022. We'll be dropping it Wednesday morning. So like I said, our guest today is Anthony Wright. He's a former Michigan basketball player in Toledo Rocket. Uh, he's got one of the best troll games on Twitter And also, just a very knowledgeable guy about the game of basketball. Great follow. He provides great insight, good breakdowns, does a lot of cool things. He uh, is a content creator for uh, college basketball and high school recruiting for uh, On3.com. And then he's the owner of Right Media Group. So, welcome onto the podcast. Anthony, how we doing?
1: I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Staying busy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, I, I... I know, I know the feeling. I know you're uh, definitely getting into the busy time, March Madness starting. Conference tournaments have already kicked off. Uh, obviously, I got one first question: is uh, great some great games this weekend. Probably the biggest one would be UNC beating uh, Duke in Coach K's final game at Cameron. Now, playing at the high level, you did. You played against Duke and Coach K, right?
1: Yeah
0: three time. What was your record against him?
1: Uh, One and two.
0: One and two, okay. And you played them in the, were you part, you were part of an NCAA tournament team that played them, right? No. No. Uh, So,
1: we played them at Cameron, we played them on a neutral at Madison Square Garden, and uh, we played them at Chrysler. Okay. Pretty much home, away, in neutral, so pretty much every, every scenario.
0: Did, and did you, um, did you, uh, were you recruited by him, or do you have any uh, interactions? Did you have any interactions with him while you were uh, going through the recruiting process and, or playing against him?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, my team had like a full visit, you uh, know, when I was in eighth grade, um, a team that, the school that I was with I was down in Raleigh to watch them play in the uh, Glaxo Smith Klein Classic, and then the following day, the, the coach—no, that night the coach told my folks, "Hey, look, um, the team is going to be at Cameron Indoor for a visit to talk to Coach K and watch the team practice." So that was kind of surreal. So um, I was always a fan growing up, and um, I didn't even know who was on the team, but like. Guys shoot around and then ap- after seeing um being able to sit down listen to him was uh I mean it was
0: pretty
1: cool yeah it was pretty cool but I mean uh, I was born to hit <laughs> <laughs> so I I,
0: like, I was similar to you I was kind of always leaned towards Carolina towards that rivalry so obviously had a great career and. Uh, like you, we always gotta get our uh, Coach K jabs in when we can. So, <laughs> so now that we're uh, discussing Duke ACC, we could just break down right now. Uh, what the ACC the tournament? It seems like for the most part this year, it's been mostly it's Duke's first outright ACC title since 2006, I believe. And it seems like after that, the ACC has kind of just been. Down, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if down's the right word, but they just haven't been the consistent. Obviously, Carolina, new coach, they seem to be peaking at the right time. Notre Dame's been having a good year, but your normal good teams in the ACC, whether it be Louisville or Syracuse have, and Virginia, have all had down years. What's kind of, are is it right now just the three-team league uh, tournament league? I mean, it could be
1: three or. four. Virginia, they had, they just won national championship for
0: two years yep. ago, and
1: then their three best players went on to the NBA, so they had to kind of like recruit still, and they're not the type to recruit the best athletes, you know, they're the type to kind of, like, um, get them in, develop them, and go from there, um, the situation with, uh, the situation with, um, who else, Virginia,
0: Virginia North Louisville, North. and uh, Syracuse. Oh. All
1: right. So, in the case of Louisville, I mean, you're talking about which you know, they had a coach change, and they've had a whole bunch of stuff come down, and they had this guy, and all that. Patino was no longer there, The coach who I thought was well there. I think he came from Cincinnati. Um, no, not Cincinnati. It was Cincinnati.
0: Xavier? Wasn't it? I
1: Xavier, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Xavier's incense, yeah. That's yeah. why I kind of put yeah. But, you know, uh, you know, you would think that he would have done well, but, um, well, you know, Louisville has, like, hey, you come in, you're supposed to play for her out of
0: there. Yeah.
1: And, uh, he didn't have that, and I believe he has some stuff come down on him as well. I think uh, the Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse didn't really recruit at their level lately. Um, Played a bunch of guys, like, uh, no vertical, no wing. Um, They've been one of the worst defensive teams in the country this this year. And then they tried to um, outscore teams, so uh, they were down this year. Um, but then you have a new team was who, who would be good at every, any year, you think? Um, and then you have uh, North Carolina. You know, they're there great. Yeah. Which is
0: absolutely nuts. Well, in Carolina, before that game was basically, I think, because a week ago, they were on the first, a lot of bracketologists uh, first four out. So this win catapulted them pretty much into the tournament. I I would say they're pretty much safely in now. And in Carolina, it seemed like looking at their record, it wasn't it wasn't a bad record. It was just they just weren't. Just no good yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I think they have like one quad, one win. Um, and they're of course rooting for, for Michigan to finish in the top 30. So that's that'll be another quad, yep. quad one win form. Um, but well now they have two quad one wins, holding on three, and then you know now they're on a neutral. So some of those teams, teams who are in maybe in the 40s and um, 40s and 30s who aren't quite top 30 will now be a quad one opportunity.
0: Yeah, So speaking of, uh, you mentioned them beating Michigan, we'll transition over to the Big Ten. Obviously, there was some chaos this week, whether it be uh, Wednesday night with, or was it, no, it was Tuesday night when Purdue and Wisconsin traded bank shots to go to tie and then the win, and then Wisconsin laying an absolute egg to blow the one seed and allowing Illinois to scoop in. It's been almost just kind of a valley, peaks and valleys of the Big Ten this year. Where right away Michigan State was playing really good, and then Illinois peak, Wisconsin. There's never it. The I'm excited for this Big Ten tournament because there's really probably about five or six teams that could come away with a tournament championship.
1: I think so too. I mean, you know, there's a there's a lot of parity this year. Um, Austin on top of that, you know. Started out pretty pretty well, and that was a, that was a huge thanks to how their schedule kind of started out. Um, uh, they played, I think, all bottom half teams. I think in the first like six or seven games. Um, and, then, and when the schedule started to uh, ramp up, some that's where you see some of the losses. And I believe they, I believe they've won only three of the last nine games. Uh, Greater than those nine losses most were against tournament teams. Um so to end like now they, they have to go to a big Ten tournament playing against a, a Maryland team who they just played, who they're gonna have to beat for a third time this year. And that's gonna be a tough tough game. Tough tough game.
0: Yeah, and uh, Maryland obviously they had a coaching change midway through the season and they seem to be kind of finding a little bit of a groove uh just kind of watch and pay attention a little bit to the scores. They seem to they've been competing in games that hasn't quite translated to wins. We'll be interesting to see who they get as a head coach uh are there any teams like uh obviously Rutgers has been at the top of the Big 10, but it seems like they just don't have any like their non-conference is that going to hold them back and possibly keep them out of the tournament? Uh I think they have enough
1: quarterback wins down. They still, they still need wins, I think. But I think they are in the tournament. But, um, but their seed line is going to be a bit further back, and I think that it is going to screw over some teams who are going to have to play them in the first round. Because if you're a fifth seed or a sixth seed, and you, you got to open up against Rutgers, who in the last. Top five seed. Um, That's super
0: unfortunate. For them. Yeah. Uh, is it, are they, do they remind you similar to that 2018 Nebraska team who got, they didn't play anybody in the non conference and then got the four seed. They had the two buys and then they played Michigan and Michigan blew the doors off them. Is that, is there any similarities with that, that team? No, no. No
1: similarities at all whatsoever. Uh, that Nebraska. Yep. Um. <laughs> um. They only had um. They had one. They had one. Uh, they had one good game. And like, I used to ask uh. Nebraska fans, I was like, okay, who are your good wins? Like, give me your top three wins. They'll go Michigan. Michigan by twenty. You know, beating Michigan at home. They're like. Mississippi State in like an exhibition in, in October and you know, we won. I'm like that, that doesn't count. Like that's not how this works. So um, it was just unfortunate for them that year that that, that the Big Ten was not very good. Yeah, uh, I think the Big Ten only sent like four or five teams that year. There. Um, and then of course that's the year that I believe really Michigan went to um, one tournament and then went to the national championship game. Yep. Believe, yep. Yep. So, so yeah, like, like that's like the, the biggest difference is that um, Nebraska didn't have any wins, and you know Rutgers has what, like six or seven quad one wins. Uh, they have a much better resume, but there's some losses in there that are kind of holding them way, way back. And like Lafayette was like ranking like the three hundreds, and then UMass like was like in like the one eighties or one nineties. he's really holding them back.
0: yet. They just, they just took down a one seed in their conference tournament, didn't they? I believe they took down Texas Southern. Is that...
1: Really?
0: I uh, I can't remember. I want to say it was a Louis... I can't remember who it was, but I know Texas Southern was the one, and they lost to an eight seed. They got... They they lost by like 12 or something like that. Was that
1: today?
0: Uh, it was on Saturday. Because I was... Uh, we were at a... buddies and I I was at a bachelor party down at a place in South Dakota that has legalized gambling, and we were sitting at a uh, sports book all day, and he had money on that game for Texas Southern to cover, and it they didn't uh, cover, man. so... But... It's
1: hard to cover if you uh, lose, as the favorite.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well... yeah. kind of hard. Yeah. I, I've... Especially those smaller tournaments, those are... Those can be I've seen it happen even uh going to NDSU I've watched uh, South Dakota State a couple of a couple of years ago where they uh they were the one seed at the best player and it allowed NDSU to sneak into the tournament that by winning the conference because the South Dakota State lost to an eight seed but we'll switch over from the Big Ten over to the SEC it seems like uh that's been a real top heavy uh also, a lot of parity in that uh, conference with Kentucky coming back from a rough COVID year. Arkansas is competitive. Tennessee, Auburn is the SEC cha- regular season champs. Uh, are there any other teams in the SEC right now that are kind of need a good tournament that are on the bubble that if they have a good conference tournament that they'll play themselves in?
1: I haven't checked out. Give me a second. Because uh, Kentucky is as good as anybody. Um, yeah, they. Alabama's gonna be right there. Yep. Florida. Florida needs. Florida needs a decent push.
0: LSU's in, correct? Um,
1: LSU, yeah, they should be. They should be. LSU, I believe uh, they're they're on like a six Okay. Um, you'll see them in that say that seven to ten range. Same as Alabama, Florida the like ten. Okay. around there. Um you have a team like South Carolina who you know they lose to Princeton in, in Coastal Carolina and teams like that, you know, they end up winning those two games they they find themselves at twenty and ten.
0: If you just don't lose to teams like Princeton and yeah. Coastal Pike. Like
1: when when they lost to they
0: lost by at least points, So points. Um, they got destroyed by Coastal Carolina. Yeah, and um, I, I was – because, yeah, now that we talked about Kentucky, who last year – and there were a couple other teams that like, Duke even. You know, what was the biggest difference from last year to this year where they were – they missed the tournament altogether. They just didn't – just were not good teams. What was – was COVID that much of an effect on them or cause I feel like they didn't have terrible recruiting classes but what was kinda of something that both schools last year had issues with that they seemed to turn the corner around this year
1: well when, when you have younger teams it doesn't matter yeah. how talented you are but when you have younger teams like you need the non-conference to gel um, if if you notice Better towards the end there, um, and that's you know that was just it's just unfortunate because because the season was, was so short, right? Yeah. As soon as they started feeling good about things, that would have been you know roughly in the first third of their conference season, and then that's when they really turn it on. But they never really got the chance to really um, get in that groove and in that mold and all that. And, you, know, you could tell that some of the players. Going through the whole pandemic and all that
0: stuff yeah.
1: it was just it was just rough on everybody. Not only the players but the coaches and all that and um and not everybody can can function in so much
0: Yeah. Chaos,
1: which is understandable. Yep.
0: Um like, speak- like,
1: like, like you have you have college kids who can't go out and party, can't chill with anybody. Like that's the that's supposed to of your life and you can't yeah really because you, you might have to sit out for two or three weeks like you know that's gotta be that's gotta be such that's gotta be such like
0: a, like, like it's a mental mental health I thing too happen. yeah it would well yeah. especially while everybody else in college can go out and they can go and have fun yeah that's gotta wow. yeah I would that would go crazy if I wasn't able to do that um so yeah, and I guess we didn't even – in the Big Ten, we didn't even talk about – obviously, we're both Michigan guys. I didn't go there, but huge fan. Uh, seems like yesterday there's a lot of talk now that they have find that game, that win over Ohio State on the road, got him in without Hunter Dickinson. Uh, Jawan Howard, spent, suspension is over. But I'm not going to lie, I'm nervous for Thursday because the way this season has trended, it's – they play – Incredible and then they lay an egg the next game. Am I is that especially against the Indiana team who's gonna come out and they need to get a win to stay in that conversation for a tournament. Is this the is Michigan securely in or do they need to win at least in to at least beat Indiana to get in?
1: Well, nobody is securely in unless you win your conference and yep. um be you know, completely cliche, but you don't wanna put it in anybody's hand. You wanna win as many games, two games as possible. But when it comes down to it, you don't wanna sweat, you wanna win this game. If you are Michigan. If you are in Indiana, you probably gotta to win two to feel good about yourself. Um, but either way, like these two teams that like, can beat this game badly. And at eleven thirty in the morning it's gonna come down to uh, who has the best, you know, prep.
0: How do you think the uh, team is going to react to having Juwan back on the bench? Is that going to be, I guess, it can obviously go two ways, but what is your gut say of how he, uh, how his presence uh, reflects on the team? Uh, it should be all right. You know?
1: Yeah. As long as you know, he's still doing his thing along with what was been working while uh, he's been gone. So uh, I don't think that there's many. Staff, so it's all about it's, it's all about
0: winning. Yeah. If,
1: if you win, win Juwan is going to get the credit from the people who you know, from the, from the, from voice. So, um, so it's all good. It's all good. You just got to, you, know, you know, he has to come in and, and be himself. But at the end of the day, be able to communicate with the uh, staff, what work.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I think like you said, this is a very selfless coaching staff. While listening to Martelli's—I don't know if you saw Martelli's speech in the locker room after the game, but him talking, giving all the credit to his assistants—and that's really a strong reflection of how that coaching staff is. Is they they just want they wanted a, the success to reflect on the kids and their ability. So I yeah I I do agree. So hopefully it works out, and hopefully Michigan can give us a good run, but. Keep moving here. Uh, Pac 12, it was. I mean, all the games happen so late, it's hard to pay attention. Obviously, UCLA coming off a of Final Four appearance seems to kind of be consistently in that uh, right around the top there. Uh, Arizona's obviously going to be a. is looking like a one seed as of now, I think, the latest projections. USC looks to be in. Uh, and then also, I think. Is Oregon's probably in or on the bubble?
1: I mean, you have three teams that are going to be in. uh, Possibly Colorado
0: as well. Okay, yeah.
1: Colorado Colorado and Oregon uh, are, they do want to do well in their conference tournament, but right now you have the Arizona, UCLA, USC, who are all paid to be top four seeds. Um, I, USC may be in that four or five range, um, but still, like you know, you're going to have um, this is a top-heavy conference right now. Everybody else is not is just not very good. Like, Arizona State finished ten and ten in that conference. And they are one of the worst teams that I've ever ever watched. Washington, eleven <laughs> nine. But then you have Stanford at 8 at 812, I think, is better than Washington and Arizona <laughs> state. So, um, it's really tough to put it's really tough to put your finger on this conference because it's so inconsistent and they play with everybody's asleep. Um but you know Arizona has been the best team all year, uh, in that conference and they should win it. And if they win it, the Oregon and Colorado are going
0: to win. The game or two. Under their belts, for sure. Yeah, and well, Colorado last week beat Arizona. So it's, yeah, I mean, basketball is such a long season. There's going to be ups and downs, and you just got to be peaking at the right time, similar to like what UCLA did last year. Nobody, they were one of the last four in, and they uh, found a way. They took Gonzaga to overtime and lap last lost on the final second it was you know so it's yeah and, and uh switching over to uh big 12 uh kansas they're the outright champions of the big 12 again this year uh they were able to uh re uh regroup get a win over texas in overtime and uh after losing to baylor 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 seems to be rolling steady they're going to be right uh, be right there competing looking for a chance to repeat and then Texas Tech they've kind of had a little bit of uh, a lull they've lost they've lost to uh, TCU last week lost to Oklahoma State on Saturday uh, and I'm curious to see uh, where where's the big 12 at for uh, as far as teams in and teams on the bubble you
1: know what I'm curious Iowa State had a really good non-conference. That's including beating the brakes off of Iowa. Um, but they were very good in the non-conference. And then the wheels kind of, kind of fell off. In the Big 12, I think they like 7-11. and 11. Um, Then you have them, you have like TCU and also Oklahoma State. Um, good teams, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's all about who you beat and who you lost to you have against teams
0: like the other Kansas and Texas Tech, the, the better off you yeah yep so and uh yeah it'll be interesting obviously Kansas Baylor those are gonna be your probably the two are they those probably the two favorites going into the big 12 tournament oh sure yeah Easily. okay yeah well I mean they've played well yeah because Kansas beat the brakes off them in Lawrence and then Baylor took care of them down in Waco, so could see a best of three series in the championship, and we'll move on to uh, kind of the mid majors, the lower lower majors team. Are there outside of Gonzaga, who's uh, obviously it's for me? I they're, they obviously get a bad rap because they don't play in a great conference. But they've they've taken good steps. They've played in two national titles. They've been to Final Fours. They've they haven't they aren't the Gonzaga of ten years ago where they've they've had a really good regular season because they play in a bad conference. But they've actually taken steps. They've gotten to a Final Four. They've played played in the Elite Eight. Where does this Gonzaga team stack up to uh, uh, previous years?
1: Uh, this team has. A chance to win a national championship. Uh, I still think that the WCC is Chiefs Everyone <laughs> knows it's Cheeks. So I mean, like it's 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 okay to acknowledge that Gonzaga is a league while saying that the WCC is absolutely garbage. You
0: know, like, yeah, that's fine.
1: It's okay.
0: Are they only um, a one team a one bid league, or do you see because they uh, they no, lost to St Mary's last week? Will St Mary's get in probably?
1: They have three. three. Um, they're going to have. They're going to have uh, Saint Mary's and San Francisco okay. um, Saint Mary's, and San Francisco, uh, possibly BYU, but a big BYU lost already in the WCC. So we'll see how they do. You know, um, we'll see what the uh, what the uh,
0: Okay. Yeah. What are
1: they watching this uh, game? This game?
0: I am not. I have the uh Bison are all scheduled to play in about a half hour. I was watching the S D S U USD game. S D S U was up up by about uh twenty when we started recording, so looks like they'll be playing for the summit championship. Uh which I was gonna ask I also wanna ask you about I don't know if you've seen it, but South Dakota State they've got they will... Went undefeated in the conference this year. They only have, I think, like four losses. And I've seen on Twitter that there's uh, there's a chance that even if they don't win the conf- their conference tournament, they have a chance to get in. I don't know how closely you follow the Summit League, but
1: I haven't followed it close much. Really. Okay. Honestly, um, I try to like lock it as like I try to lock it as as many as I possibly can, um, but I I I haven't really
0: been able to check about that much. Honestly. Okay, yeah. So I there there was talk about it. I'm not sure. I don't. I know the women's definitely are going to get both South Dakota and South Dakota State in like they do every year. But the men's division hasn't quite gotten to that level yet where they're going to get two teams in. Uh, NDSU Oral Roberts playing next in about a half hour as we record this. And I don't know if you saw the last time they played, but there was a, two about well two days before the Jawan Greg guard scuffle, there was one in uh, Fargo where it got a. I did see that, yeah. It was. You got ugly. Yeah. It was pretty funny. It was, yeah. It was. It was, that was small. Oh like man, the, he was, yeah. He was yeah. Chase and he, I'm still not that's sure the last how. He was chase the oh, I was, that were my thoughts. It was. I can't remember the guy who tackled him, but he was the MVP of the game because he looked like he was out to kill somebody.
1: <laughs>
0: and I saw it live, and it was yeah, it was it was, it was just a classic case, similar to the Jawan Greg guard thing, where it was just adults have to act like adults. That was kind of my yeah. takeaway. Um, but like I said, is there any uh some uh before you go, is are there any other mid-major, or like, I, obviously we didn't touch on the AAC or the uh, Big East, are there what are some teams I mean, that, depending Memphis, on matchups
1: Memphis has, has looked very good since Imani's been gone um, what's the hasn't looked as good.
0: what's the story with Imani Bates because obviously he was committed to Michigan State and then I haven't paid close attention to it, but like What's how come he hasn't been playing, or he's is he completely officially off the team?
1: I'm not sure what his deal is, but they're saying he has like a foot issue or something like that. Okay, um, but I mean, it's uh, you know, it's uh, a fluid situation, as they say. So, um, we'll see what they do, we'll see what they do, but but um, they've been way better since uh on. Uh, Houston hasn't looked that good. They have looked more they have looked more um, they have looked more um, more More fraught, I I mean, ben- Memphis just beat the hell out of them. Uh, Toledo looks really good, actually. Like, I hope they win the conference, because they will be a, a tough out in like a 13-4 game by the like 14-3. They will be two games
0: of the weekend, if, if they hit a decent matchup, they're a very good team. Yeah. Good team. And then so far, like, in the Big East, what? Uh, how many teams do you see getting in from there?
1: Mm. Oh, man. Let me see.
0: Because I know, it well, it's not going to be it's obviously not going to be Georgetown. They, they're yeah, done. that's not happening. Uh, Villanova, Gosh, I'm guessing, has got to be there in Providence, probably.
1: Uh, Villanova, Providence, Yukon, Seton Hall, Marquette. Good for, uh, good for Shaka. For
0: Shaka. Yeah. Uh,
1: Marquette. Creighton is going to be right there. Same. Zay- Okay. But maybe five. Uh, Saber probably needs a win or two. Um, I know that they play, I think they're in the 8-9 game of the Big East tournament, I believe. The winner of that game plays Providence. Providence is kind of like, they've won a lot of close games this this year. Despite winning the Big East, I don't think they're as good as their record shows. Um, I think they could be ball and
0: yeah yeah well and the biggest thing is with the ncaa tournament is it is such a matchup based tournament where the team can be super talented but if it's a bad matchup and that team has a good night shooting the ball similar to you know michigan ucla last year where michigan was by far a more talented team but ucla got hot and just made shots michigan kind of just fell too far behind it's are there any other teams that you see, whether it be power five school or mid major, low major, that are projected in that could cause havoc and make a surprise yeah, run?
1: Yeah. Honestly, honestly, like uh, honestly, Toledo is going to be there. Hopefully, they'll win the MAC tournament. But I'm seeing a bunch of, a bunch of mid major games have some of the most talented. I Looking at this vernon China movie game, and I'm like, both of these teams could give a lot of high-major fits who are in the top 16 seed, seed range. So, I mean, I think you're you're going to see a lot of parity this year, a lot of parity. And I think a big reason behind that is these super seniors are really carrying a lot of these uh, mid-major clubs. So, uh, overtime tight game, 10 seconds left, nine. Drives all oh, that's buckets. That was two weeks, four seconds left. i up my two, bro. <laughs> Man, what's going to happen? Yo,
0: know, he wants to be the hero. Oh, Michael! Uh oh. What do we got here? We got some live action here on the Degress podcast. Oh, they just hit a. is this the championship or is this a semi-final this is it crazy
1: absolutely nuts man how do you spell chattanooga C H A T T A N O O G
0: N. I think so um I
1: don't want to I don't want to spell
0: Yeah, two T's. C-H-A-T-T-A-N-O-O-G-A. Oh,
1: I'm such a great speller.
0: <laughs> yeah, but oh, like you said, uh, though, I think with those uh, a lot of those six-year seniors, and it's you don't see a lot of the one-and-done schools winning at all. You see a lot of those Power 5 teams that recruit and they develop guys. That's where it wins you games in March is that experience, that veteran presence, so – yeah, I th- I I'm with you. Where it's going to be a lot of parity. It's going to be a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch last year's tournament too. There was seemed like there was a lot of parity with Oral Roberts making it to the Sweet 16. Uh, hopefully their season ends tonight. Go Bison. But yeah, like I said, I uh, appreciate you coming on, and I got one last question. Uh, you played at Oak Hill Academy. You played with Kevin Durant. What's your yeah. best Kevin Durant story that you can share?
1: You play with me. True. Um. uh, Let's see. Uh, you know what? Like, here's one that like some people have heard, but I'm gonna go with. uh, Have you seen the movie The The Grudge?
0: No, I'm not a scary movie guy. New.
1: All right. So scary movie, right? Scary movie, The Grudge. Uh, our. How old were
0: you at this time? Were you? What?
1: I was a I was a junior in high school. Okay. I was a junior, and so was he. So, um, we all go to uh, watch The Grudge at the movies, and we're all just uh, sitting there, and um, and it's 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 not empty, but it's also not packed either. It's just like maybe like thirty percent
0: full. Yep.
1: And um, you know, we're watching this movie, like people are freaking out the whole team was freaking out and then they hired people to like walk down the hallways like they're the
0: crutch. Oh, oh, then
1: we were just like oh hell no. so we like we like <laughs> leaning over the over the chair and we like ran out like yo that's nah bro. so <laughs> so like so like uh, Katie slept on my floor and my boys floor for like two weeks
0: <laughs> you know, oh man that's crazy <laughs> that that you know, that's a good story. So that's, I, I, I'd probably be right with you. I'm not a scary movie guy. But... No,
1: absolutely nuts, bro. absolutely nuts. But... Like, I hate scary movies. I
0: hate <laughs> But, okay. Yeah, that's that's a good story to end on. So I appreciate you coming on. Uh, maybe once the tournament's over, early next uh, basketball season get you on, we can discuss the... Uh, final thoughts on college basketball for the season and then preview next season. So I appreciate you Thank appreciate you for taking time and visiting with me and looking forward to uh, talking to you again and watching the rest of the tournament basketball. So thank you, Anthony. Sure, man. Hey, just, just holler at you All right. Talk to you later. Welcome back. Thanks again to Anthony for joining the Degress Podcast. It's always a fun conversation and be able to chat with him. I forgot to give him a chance to plug his socials and where you can get all of his great content at, uh, but he can be found on Twitter at itsantwright, I-T-S-A-N-T-W-R-I-G-H-T. He has a link in his bio where you can go check out all his great content, whether he's uh, on Green Room or Spotify. He also has a YouTube channel. Uh, I'll also post a link in the description to uh, check out. Uh, this puts a bow on uh, this week's episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheDegress. That's T-H-E-D-G-R-E-S-S. Podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Video version can be found on YouTube under my name, Dylan Gress. Or you, if you search The Dgress Podcast, Uh, Stay tuned for next week's episode as Grant Caster and Ethan Price will be joining me as we break down the field of 68 and go over our predictions of what we think is going to happen in the tournament. That's all I have for this week. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.